This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. You think you know me. On this day, I see clearly... Everything is called tonight. Behind. <laughs> Very well done, sir. Very well done. Thank you. And, th- and thank you, everybody out there, for tuning into another episode of Headlock Talk. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. And thank you, everybody, for indulging Stephen and I for just a brief moment here. <laughs> it's been a long morning. <laughs> Can we listen back to that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Give us one second, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we listened back to it, and it was terrible, but I think we're going to keep it. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, yeah, uh, I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and welcoming back to episode 51 of episode uh, of uh, Headlock Talk, whatever. I don't know. Is that the show that we're doing? Yeah. Headlock Talk? Maybe. Yeah, a little bit? Okay, yeah. Welcome back. The one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How are you feeling, man? 
Feeling feeling much better. Yeah. Feeling better. Yeah. Okay. Good. Still still a little under the weather, but I didn't want to miss another show, so I had well, to be here. Yeah. Hey. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Royal Rumble Fallout. All this cool madness and whatnot. Yeah. You know, going on. Yeah. Quite a lot of fun, I think. No, it was pretty fun for sure. Because uh, we we didn't you you weren't here for last week's episode. I mean, a uh, big yeah. shout out again to to Mags and Kevin and yes. Josh for filling in for you. It, it took three people to to do your job. Oh, um, well, thank you guys very much. Yes, um, but but they were wonderful co-hosts. Uh, loved having them on. But we didn't get your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, uh, on all the stuff. So I guess. Um, uh, just give us, I guess, a little bit of kind of your take on just the whole like worlds collide and Royal Rumble weekend, and we'll, we'll talk about the fallout and tangent off from there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I kind of got to eat my words a little bit about about this whole Royal Rumble thing. Okay. I know uh, not last week, but the the show before that that I was on, I kind of was like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. Royal mm. Rumble's kind of boring to me. Mm. It's probably just going to be the same thing, and and you know we're going to go from there. But um, mm. it was actually really good. I, I did enjoy it. the The men's Royal Rumble, the first half of it, where uh, Brock Lesnar's just like going through half the roster. I was boiling at, <laughs> at this point, like just boiling. You, you weren't you weren't happy with the uh, the direction of the Rumble. Uh, no, I, I was very unhappy. Oh, but then Drew McIntyre came out. Yeah. And and it, it kind of started to to change the pace of the match. Drew McIntyre was getting some really nice eliminations, uh, nice offense on Brock Lesnar and all all of that. And then the man Edge made his return. Yes, and, and I was a freaking little kid again, mm. sitting on the couch next to my dad. You know, like it mm. it was so so awesome to see the nostalgia was like exuding off of me um so that was a really really cool moment and especially drew mcintyre winning uh mm. which uh again like you had mentioned we're we're now two and oh for royal rumble predictions yes yes yeah uh i'm very pleased with that result yeah yeah um you know uh what's interesting is like you know after the fallout of the royal rumble and all this and that and whatever right like uh, apparently the three names that were that 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 popped up day of the Royal Rumble they they what they wanted to do going in was it was going to be allegedly according to some sources uh, it was going to be Shayna and Roman winning the Rumbles mm. right Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler and Roman Reigns. Um, with that said, you know they you know day of Royal Rumble it was like okay well, we'll change plans here we got to make it as strong as possible here so. Roman was in the conversation. Alistair Black was in the conversation to win it. And then so was Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they made the right choice in going with Drew mm-hmm. because of kind of how his story was leading up to the Rumble. You know, um, he eliminated Brock. Obviously, you want to make him kind of like, you, the, you know, I think you want to push him as hard as possible, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So it would only make sense that the guy that eliminated Brock wins the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. And you know, me personally, I would have loved to see Alistair Black win it mm. um, and just get a really big push. You know, we've been very vocal about our, our love for uh, Mr. Black mass, but <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre, man. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of other people that um, would have been a better decision. I think um, me personally, I would have done Alistair Black, but Drew McIntyre is a really nice second. Uh, and he had a really great showing in in the the match itself. 
uh, I think, which is very important in terms of like the actual winner because you don't want you know number twenty nine to come in and win. That's a that's a boring match, mm. you know. Um, I think McIntyre was uh, 16, right? 16. Yeah, it came in at 16. So he had a really good match. And, of course, like you said, he did eliminate Brock Lesnar. Um, so him going on and eventually winning the entire match, I think, made a lot of sense, which mm. was good. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that, that's really all you can ask for nowadays is just at least make it make sense. Right, so. right. Well, and that should... Uh, I mean, Drew McIntyre came out uh, on the Raw after the Rumble and... Uh, he he dispatched of the OC before getting attacked and F five by Brock Lesnar. Of course, uh, this should be a very physical match mm-hmm. between Brock and Drew, and I hope Brock brings his working shoes to WrestleMania weekend, and that we actually get a uh, a legit match between these two, a very good yeah for sure fight. What I'm excited about is a lot of uh, Brock's more recent opponents have been much 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 smaller than him. Mm. Uh, And now we get Drew McIntyre, who I I would say Brock still definitely has the size advantage, but the gap is way, way smaller. So we're going to see a lot more of what happens when Brock is up against someone who's, you know, not necessarily his size, but can work in his size. You know what I mean? I I think Drew is his size, right? Like Drew might actually be even just a maybe slightly bigger no. Than Brock, maybe. No, I mean it's it's pretty close, man. Looking I would at say them side by side, it's Drew close. is possibly taller, but mm. in, in terms of just straight like muscle mass, it's still Brock. I think. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's, let's see here, Brock. Let me see. Let me see if it gives his stats. So Brock's. Um, let me see here. Height is six foot three, somewhere within around two sixty five. I would say that's. That's on the conservative side. <laughs> Brock probably weighs more than two sixty-five. Uh, Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. is billed at six foot five, so he's taller. Two sixty-five. So yeah, he he, okay. he is. Okay. They're about the same size. Well, there we go then. Yeah, all, all the more reason. That just proves my point even more. Mm. It's it's going to be good. And you know you know where Drew McIntyre resides, Tampa, Florida. Does he really? Yep he he's a he's a Tampa guy. So, home field advantage. Home, well, slightly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. slightly. Um, so yeah, that that'll be an interesting matchup there too. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you make of the women's Royal Rumble, Stephen? Okay, mm. it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, I know it came down to Charlotte and Shayna for you. Um, which I, th- I think those were the two people. I know you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> those are probably the, the two people that um, I think it was most likely to happen there. So when it did come down to those two, eventually I was like, I, all bets are off. I don't know. Either one of these people are going to win. E- right, right. E- either Charlotte or Shayna, right? Um, Charlotte's an interesting pick to win. I feel like it's just, I don't know. Um, I know they kind of make, made the story around her a little bit for the women's Royal rumble. I was like, she was kind of like head and shoulders above everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like this year with her winning, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, Oh, she's next in line. Like she right. was the next person that's supposed to win it, you know, lot logistically. Right. Yeah. It, it's just my problem with, with Charlotte winning. It is like, she's always next in line, you know, like she, or first in line or first in line, yeah. you know? And, I don't I don't necessarily have any problems with Charlotte, um, but she's definitely not one of my favorites, I would say. Mm. And 
me personally, it's kind of annoying seeing her in every single title scene, every single big pay-per-view. And, you know, she's a good worker and everything. It's just like, it's kind of stale to me personally. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, th- I mean, that that's just my personal opinion. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of really diehard Charlotte fans out there that, that are really, you know, excited about this news and excited about seeing her win the Royal Rumble. And uh, I yeah. say more power to those people, for sure. Uh, but for me, it's just kind of, it's like the easy way out, like... Oh, someone needs to win the match. Ah, just give it to Charlotte again. You know, right. it's like, yeah, whatever, cool. No, I mean, I I definitely get that for sure. It's um, I mean, would you have preferred it to be Shayna? Uh, yeah, uh, I I do think so, and, and that's even weird. I think coming from me, just because of how much I'm not the biggest fan of Shayna, hmm. but at least it's something different. Hmm. And and someone uh, an NXT person would be winning it, which I think would be really cool. Also, uh, I just think, and, and I don't mean this in I'm not trying to bury Charlotte out here, but there's there's a lot of other decision other people that I would have picked over Charlotte hmm. probably, but I mean it is what it is, you know. Yeah, no, I mean uh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean it was it was a good match though. I think um, it definitely had. It definitely had some of the things that I was originally complaining about with the Royal Rumble, where it's kind of just the, you know, the stereotypical kind of moments where this person, you know, goes over the top rope, but their feet didn't hit the ground, so they're still technically in the match. And, oh, this person's, this one's a, a big person and needs multiple people to get them out. It's like, it, it definitely had some of those tropes that, mm. after all these years, have really become very, very stale for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Everything in between those spots was nice to see. Um, really, it's just seeing some of the tropes and then eventually seeing Charlotte win. That match really just didn't do anything for me. And it was mm. obviously it being a, a rumble match was very long. Mm. Um, but I will say the men's match uh, made up for it for sure. What What did you make of Santina Morella uh, <laughs> coming in at twenty nine? Oh man, uh, that was interesting. Progressive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. progressive progressive no i mean it, it, it was cool i guess uh i what do you want me to say like this it was it was it was cool to see him i'll say that right um very strange decision uh to have him come out like that but whatever you know yeah i mean it's been a long time since we've seen uh santina morella uh-huh. it, it has been a very long time <laughs> we also got to see mvp MVP. In the the men's rumble match, which I think was really awesome, even if he only came out for, you know, a tiny little bit, it was still cool to see him. Yeah, true. Uh, staying on the women's rumble, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I guess the next night on Raw, Charlotte says she, you know, she will face a champion <laughs> at, at WrestleMania. No way. I know, right? Like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Um, you think you know me? I don't know why I did that. I just got that song stuck yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah, you're 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 on this. Uh, we'll we'll talk about him here in a moment. Yeah, we'll talk about him for sure. Um, Josh, <laughs> on last week's on last week's episode, he he brought up the fact that you know Charlotte could in fact face Rhea Ripley, mm. and almost as soon as he said that the internet started circulating the rumor that it could be Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, that Charlotte could challenge for the NXT title mm-hmm. that way. So they're not repeating a Becky, you know, uh, feud or, um, or anything like that. Now I, I do like the idea better 
personally of Becky and Charlotte having a WrestleMania match. Um, I don't know, but but what would you what would you like to see? Would, would you like to see a, a Rhea Ripley versus a Charlotte match instead, or or, or where, where where's your head out for that one? Um, I mean, I I guess I'd be okay with both. Uh, personally, I I would probably think that a, a Charlotte Becky match would make a little bit more sense for mm. WrestleMania, just because it, it feels like a very big match. Mm. Um, so it, it'd be good to put on a WrestleMania card. However, um. I do think Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley would be able to work pretty well together. And I do believe if they were to have a match, Rhea would go over and retain over Charlotte, which would make Rhea look insanely, insanely hot. So, I mean, that I think that'd be... I don't know. I think I'm going to go with, if I had to pick Charlotte, Rhea would be a better option for me. But mm. I think that Becky Charlotte would be a smarter option. Well, and, the, and there's the line of thinking here too that um with Charlotte possibly going to NXT that might help NXT's numbers a little bit more, you know, yeah. her appearances on NXT week in and week out. Um that would be a true test of Charlotte's star power for sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, can she could she move the numbers that NXT needs to make up in that ground uh with with AEW on Wednesday nights? Yeah, yeah. Um I mean, there's there's yeah, yeah. certainly an argument for that, for sure. Um, I mean, me personally, Charlotte's not really the biggest draw for me, but numbers don't lie. She is very, very popular. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. Be a cool experiment to see. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, I, I guess, a couple more things here, and then we'll, we'll move a little bit along here. Um, Edge, Edge returned at the yes. Royal Rumble. Yes, obviously you you, you brought him up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we did the whole intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, I didn't think it was going to be possible at all that, that he no. would return. I, I I didn't have a snowball's chance in hell. And then no. when you know, uh, he even came out on Raw again. Yes, which, which was was even more surprising to me. Like I I thought for sure that. He, somehow he was able to come to Rumble, and, and they actually cleared him to to have you know a part in the match. I thought that was going to be it. You know, the, it, Edge comes out, gets a big pop, has some nice spears. Everyone goes home happy. Mm. Uh, but no, he's he's still here. It's crazy. Yeah, he's in tremendous shape. He is yeah. tremendous shape. And um, yeah, I was surprised at, at how long he lasted in the Rumble itself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, cause they're like, he was down, it was, he was in the final three and I was like, there's a chance, like yeah. there's actually a legit chance that he could, you know, that he could do it. And I, I started to get like the vision of like, you know, edge, you know, having this huge comeback story, being away for nine years and then coming back and, and facing Brock Lesnar for the title. I, you know, you, yeah. you get, kind of get that vision, uh, but um, it was not to be necessarily, but like you said, he did come back the next night on Raw, mm -hmm. and uh, Randy Orton had talked about, oh, would you want to reunite Rated RKO? Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, this would be awesome. And then, you know, uh, Randy does uh, Randy does his thing. He yeah, yeah. turned his back on Edge and gave him the RKO, and he teased breaking his neck yeah, <laughs> a yeah, few yeah. times. And then um, he ended up just giving him the... the double concerto mm -hmm. right there um that 
would be a uh, a very very good match to set up for WrestleMania. I think. Absolutely, yeah that that would be really cool, and, and that just kind of it does kind of just beg the question: like, is Edge back? Like, like is he actually like well, back? Or that, that's what he's talking about. That's what he talked about on Raw. He's he he name dropped a few people. He's like, there's a lot of faces that I saw that were familiar. You know, uh, he, he name dropped you know Randy obviously, and I think he talked about AJ Styles and Matt Riddle uh, mm-hmm. was one name that he dropped, and I was like, whoa, okay, that's kind of cool for yeah. for Matt Riddle, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Edge versus Randy Orton for WrestleMania seems like a very big match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and man, just what a what a great way to have him come back to you know mm-hmm. like. Uh, obviously, in in this era of social media and the internet and everything, um, nothing f- flies one hundred percent under the radar. You right. know, like there there were rumors um, that Edge would be returning for for the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. but I didn't really give those rumors any credence. Really, like mm-hmm. I, I was just like, okay, I mean, sure, maybe, but but I really i I did not expect it at all. Hmm. at all mm-hmm. and, and to have him come out have a really solid showing in the match uh you know have a really good segment with with randy orton um yeah man it, it, it's just it's so nice it's it, so nice it, is. it really just makes me feel like a kid again because edge was one of my favorites and i still remember um you know sitting down for raw on that faithful day with, with my dad uh where he we, he came out and announced his retirement and it is one of the saddest moments of my wrestling life mm-hmm. so to, so to see him come back in such a big way in such a perfect way is just really really cool to see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no i agree it, it was um i think it made everybody's night oh yeah yeah, yeah. 100% and, and and that's that's all you can really ask for mm-hmm. right um but yeah, no. So so it's looking like some things are shaping up for WrestleMania. Uh, Daniel Bryan and the Fiend kind of it looked like it seemed like they ended their feud at Royal Rumble with that strap match. That was pretty brutal, I thought. Um, you know, I, I liked it a lot. There were points in which I thought Daniel Bryan was going to win that match. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That match was weird for me. Oh yeah. Personally, like, um, and I know our opinions on the Fiend differ a tiny bit. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not the biggest fan in the world. Yeah, um, I I know you like him probably more than I do. I do like him, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, the I like the red lights, okay? Yeah, but I'm not like it has to be red lights. Mm. But I will say, after using the red lights for so long, mm-hmm. having a match without them really takes the mystique away, mm-hmm. like like to the nth degree. Um, cause you know, with the red lights, obviously, obviously it's wrestling, you know, it's kayfabe. You got to suspend your disbelief. I understand that's a man in there, but mm. with the red lights and, and with the story building and everything like that, it, it's really like, oh man, Seth Rollins is facing like a demon right now. You know what I mean? And, and they really do a great job of building up to that. But then now after months and months and months and months of using these red lights, they finally have a match without the red lights and like, it's just just Bray Wyatt in a mask. Uh, see, I felt the you know? I felt the opposite though. Really? I felt like, you know, like I didn't have a distraction, right? Yeah. I was able to see everything a lot clearer and I think that like stripping that element out of the match 
made the fiend even a little bit more effective for me because mm. you, you know you can tell it's you know it's bray wyatt there yeah right or it's the fiend there rather um and see it mm-hmm. just it just had the opposite effect for me I, I think if maybe um they did the red lights like on his debut mm. and, and then switched over to normal lights uh mm-hmm. from then on i don't think this uh, this Royal Rumble match would have been as jarring as it was for me, mm. but considering they've been using it for months uh, to to just not have it all of a sudden, it's just kind of weird to see because you're like, wait, mm. I'm not used to seeing you that clearly. Yeah, it's weird to me. You know, I, I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And then the whole the the strap match stipulation. I'm not about it. I, I it I was think it's a, a dumb lo- stipulation personally. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the Fiend at all, right? And I'll probably get, you know, I'll probably get some flack for that. I mean, but opinions are opinions, right? I mean, at the same time, I think this was the most effective way to display Daniel Bryan and the Fiend and their feud. Like, it was a brutal match. I thought Daniel Bryan he put himself through hell in that match. Yeah. Um, and you know, so did the Fiend. The you know, the Fiend got a pretty good whooping out of that too. Um, so I, I thought that match was really, really effective. Um, I would say uh, probably, I don't know, probably second or third best match on the entire card for mm. sure. Um, sure. You know, uh, probably Becky and Asuka is somewhere in, in the top three as well, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I would say uh, Men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The it, it was a fine match, you know. Uh, I like the fiend. I like Daniel Bryan. They went out and had a good match. You know, um, I didn't hate the match. I, I just think, in terms of, uh, more specifically, in terms of fiends, the fiend's character, uh, it wasn't as effective a- as it has been in the past for me. But obviously, you feel the exact opposite way. So, you know, the it's all opinions. Different, you know? different opinions. Different yeah, strokes for different folks. Right? I, I will, I will just say though, you know, I I wasn't that excited about Royal Rumble, but uh, seeing that match. Uh, seeing the Becky Oscar match and the men's Royal Rumble match. It was a good show, man. It was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I mean, it's one of your bigger shows of the year. I would hope that you would put, pull out all the stops for it. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. You know, so before we move along, I mean, any predictions based on what you've seen off of the Royal Rumble or anything else afterwards that you would like to see at WrestleMania? Uh, man, I don't even know. I don't even know. Mm. I mean, Charlotte uh, Rhea, I think, is the big one for me. Just because Charlotte Becky is too easy. And it's Mm -hmm. a rehash. And it's like, okay, I mean, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I I like Charlotte. I like Becky. um, But it's just, like, been done. I I don't Mm -hmm. need it again. Uh, But if she went up with Rhea, that'd be cool. Mm. That'd be cool. Because that's a good opportunity to really boost Rhea up. Because, you know, Charlotte's, like, the gatekeeper of the women's division. Uh, mm. so to speak. So if Rhea was was able to get through her, that'd be a really really good uh really big push for her. Um can we talk about real quick about the camera work yeah, of Edge's yeah. entrance? Yeah, of course, man. You've got the floor. Go go for it. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like Yeah, Kev- What the hell? Kevin Dunn, for all of his credit, is not the sharpest director out there i don't even know really what his directorial credentials are yeah except for the fact that he's been doing this for wwe for decades right um yeah just to let everyone know i mean if you didn't see royal rumble um go watch it i mean it's it's a good show but also 
you can see just the absolutely atrocious camera work uh, that was happening around the time of Edge's entrance. Well, and it's not just like the camera work. I mean, uh, again, I uh, like like with any criticism, I think that you should go right for the head of the snake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that ultimately lies with Kevin Dunn, right? Because like, why are you flipping between the cameras? You know, to get like fan shots, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. Like, it seems like you're you're now making more work for yourself in the future. Yeah, yeah. Right, because now you have to go back, and you you know th- this is gonna have some kind of reaction. People want to see Edge for the yeah. first time. It's like so long, and they they've said they're they're doing a recut. Yeah. Uh, whenever they upload it on the network, uh, so it, it mm. will have it. But basically, if you guys didn't see it, well, and they um, missed the first spear too, right? Right, exactly. So so Edge came out, and you know you saw Edge immediately, but then it immediately cut to the crowd. And then you saw Edge for maybe two seconds, and then you immediately cut to the crowd. And he just kept doing that the entire time that Edge was coming to the ring. Yeah. And then right when Edge got in the ring and delivered the first spear in almost ten years, yeah. it cuts to the crowd. And stays on the crowd for like five seconds. And it's just like, do you like do you know what we want to see? Like Yeah. You know? No, yeah. I, I get I get what you're saying. You know, but uh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um I I've never been the biggest fan of Kevin Dunn. Yeah, but um, you messed up, dude. Yeah, you you messed up really yeah. bad, like yeah. really really bad. Yeah, uh, it, it and it's it's something only. I think it's something only people like us would see, podcasters, uh, people in the industry, um, people who live and breathe this kind of thing. That's something only people like Hard, us, hardcore fans, yeah, yeah. W- would actually. Uh, realize, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the casual fan that's like, oh, it's Edge, oh, and people are having fun, woohoo! But right. we're like, bro, <laughs> like, <laughs> give me Edge, yeah, like, like, <laughs> this is about him, not about like the the, the crowd, right. right? Like, we can always cut to the crowd, yeah, and like, yeah. crowd shots are are really cool at certain moments, you know, like it. Whenever Edge first came back, they showed a guy that was just dying, just yeah. Yeah. And that's effective as hell. Yeah. That is super effective. But you've already done it. You don't need to show me 17 more people. You you showed me the guy that's that's going crazy. Yeah. Now I'm going crazy. Right. Now just show me just show me edge. Right. You know? Right. Like no other um no other sport that I can think of is like, you know, um, Okay, something big just happened, and now we're gonna go to like seventeen different like camera shots of the crowd. Like, right, like you know, if if like you know the super the Super Bowls today, right? Like if if um, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, you know, throws a touchdown, like it's not gonna be like camera shot to the crowd, and yeah. then camera shot back to Mahomes, and then camera shot over to the crowd over yeah. in this direction. Yeah, it's like no one cares. Shot. Yeah, like <laughs> I I don't care. Like yeah, just just show me what happened with the touchdown. Yeah, right. Like, and I know this is a small Ca- like camera shot to the broadcast booth. Uh, yeah, camera sh- <laughs> like, I don't care. Camera shot to Mahomes' mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I don't care. I, I don't care about that. Yeah, I'm going crazy too. You know. Yeah. Like nobody's doing a camera shot to me here in my office, like right. you know, in my underwear watching the. <laughs> How'd you get access to my webcam? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm being nitpicky and I'm just I'm bitching about something small, but yeah. it's it's 
those little things, man, that <laughs> that really make it, and and they really just drop the ball on that. Hmm. But let's talk about something a little bit more enlightening, Stephen. Let's do it. Uh, Worlds collide, man. Yes. Yeah, you 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 just uh, finished Worlds collide this morning. Yes, you, you finally got to watch all of it. Yeah, I watched uh, most yeah. of it this morning, and then uh, as soon as we came back to your place, I watched the the rest of the with the main event. Yes, yes. What did you think of that main event, man? Oh, it was great. It was super great. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really kind of like exactly how I expected it to be in like the best way possible. You know, um, Imperium came out and they were Imperium and undisputed came out and they were undisputed era. And I don't know. It, it was exactly how I thought it would be Yeah, in in the best way possible. You know what I mean? Right. And I said this last week too, but, um, obviously I hope Alexander Wolf gets a speedy recovery in, but yes, with that said, I like the optics so much more, of it being like Imperium's down a man, right? And they go on and they win this match against, you know, arguably one of, you know, <laughs> wrestling's all-time greatest factions, right? Right. And you, you get the camera shot of them doing their pose, the three of them together, and they look battered and war-torn, but so victorious all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of like one of those, like, oh, man, this was such a great, like, moment for them, kind of. Like, yeah. Image, no, 100%. Right? And, like, um, Alexander Wolf being uh, taken out of the match, getting knocked out, that wasn't, like, that was real. Like, yeah. That, that, that was, wasn't supposed that was, to happen. That was legit. And, and for them to just on the fly have an audible like that where it's like okay we're a man down but we're still going to go through with this match Mm. and and have it be as good as it was man it's really a testament to to all seven of the guys that were left over Mm -hmm. that you know because i'm sure they had you know spots planned with with wolf Mm -hmm. uh throughout the match and and for them to just be like okay well we're we're still going to do this but we're going to have to be smart about it Mm -hmm. and and they just they did it Mm -hmm. It, that that's a lot of talent in the ring there Oh, for sure. A lot of talent. Uh, the uh, let's talk about also the, the 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 cruiserweight title match here, the NXT cruiserweight championship match. Uh, mm. Jordan Devlin, your your new NXT cruiserweight champion. Yes. What, what yes. do you make of that, man? Um. Okay. So I missed this match, unfortunately. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought you got a chance to see it. No, I, I had to skip this one. Uh, I was I was getting the. The really big ones that that I needed mm. to see uh, out of the way. I had to skip this one, unfortunately. Um, I did watch the uh, aftermath of the match with Jordan mm-hmm. Devlin being mm-hmm. like, uh, "You believe me now, you know," yeah. uh, and that was cool. Um, I, I do have to just go back and uh, and watch this match. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, then we'll move along to this other one here. Then uh, the, the DIY reunited for <sighs> for one night <sighs> against Mustache Mountain. Match was fucking incredible. Yeah. It, oh man, yeah. it was so good. Yeah. Like best match of the weekend for me. Like Whoa. it was so so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Like the um <laughs> again, I I made note of this here a, a couple different times because I not only did I do the show with with Mags and um, uh, Josh and Kevin last week, um, but uh, the guys at United by Wrestling, uh, they they were like, hey, you know, you want to come on on you know this weekend and you know talk stuff up, and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, as I talked about it on there, right? Like I went into the match being like a hundred percent for DIY. Like, don't get me wrong, right? Mustache Mountain and DIY, they're probably two and one. Like one and two in my book is like yeah, yeah. my favorite tag teams of all time, right? Um, across any 
you know, any promotion, any any whatever, any era. Yeah, right? yeah. One and two. And <laughs> it was just one of those crazy things where at first I was like, so pro DIY, right? Like I was like, yeah, I, I want them to win this match. It's their comeback match. I want them to see him like reunite and do the, do the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of it, there was this moment where they're about to do the meet in the middle. Right. Uh, Champa and Gargano are going to do the meet in the middle on Tyler Bate and Trent seven, like rushes right into the middle of the ring and like hugs Tyler Bate. And like my heart ached. Yeah, for them, I was like, "No, like you can't do it. Like you gotta stop. <laughs> like you know." And, and I wanted Mustache Mountain to win the match at that point. And I was, but seeing what that is is fantastic storytelling. Is what that is. Yes. 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 Yeah. And, and this match had had a lot of that. I think um, j- just a lot of really good. Like, I guess storytelling would be. Would be the name for it. Um, j- just really good chemistry between everybody, and oh, there, there all was four that guys one. are just pros. Yeah, and and so you got you great. got Johnny doing the doing the mustache thing to yeah. mock him. Uh, you got uh, Trent Seven doing the yeah doing like the like Tommaso well, Ciampa. Yeah, like like like, like Ciampa do, like flexes and like everybody's like ooh yeah because he's freaking inhumanly shredded. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, like he's like so shredded, and yeah. then and then like he, he, he like Trent's like. Eh? Eh, just kidding. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, <laughs> and then they they had that moment where uh, DIY is kind of giving it to to Mustache Mountain at, on the apron, and both uh, Champa and Gargano do the the clap with the pat on the back and everything. Yeah. And uh, man, just seeing like little moments like that was great. And then you know that stuff aside, just the moves in the ring were were incredible too. And a lot of the the tag team action was really good. That that tope uh, on the outside where. Uh, Champa like opened the ropes for Gargano. Uh, a lot of the the double team suplexes that Mustache Mountain is uh, known for, and uh, they they were in full force that night as well. Mm. Like I don't know, man. This match was just so so good, mm. and there were so many moments where I was like, "Oh, this is it! Oh, oh, this is it! Oh!" And like they just did it so well, mm-hmm. you know. There's there's a lot of times where you like I say this all the time, and I'm a broken record with this thing, but you have to suspend your disbelief, right? And yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to. They did it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. They're they're very very good. Yeah. Um. So since we're on the topic of NXT, right? Uh, I think it's only appropriate because um, um, the February sixteenth uh, is for NXT Takeover Portland. Uh, that is actually my wife's birthday, Mrs. Headlock Talk's birthday. Yes. Um, so uh, we won't um, we won't be doing a review directly after Portland. Unfortunately, we'll we'll record the day before, um, so we'll be a week late. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, in giving you our NXT Takeover Portland review. But I can't think of a better time than now to actually uh, review or give you at least a little preview, a little bit of a taster Ooh. here. Little, little bit of a, little bit of a, some finger foods here of uh, the uh, NXT Takeover Portland show. Um, I, I don't know why I used finger foods. Uh, I think it's it's it felt right at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. um, 
but yeah i mean this uh i mean worlds collide looked like a fantastic card like a potential card of the of the year kind of uh thing here um takeover portland looks even more so uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like 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 the real deal like this is looking like it's getting back to old form of of nxt right mm-hmm. um so rhea ripley will take on bianca belair uh, sweet in, in a in an nxt women's championship match um i mean i'm just gonna throw it out there is it even possible for a title change here steven or is it still way too early absolutely not but i still am very excited about this match Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a very physical match. They match up well physically. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley—they both have this uh, this way of—they're uh, both way way stronger than they look, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like crazy. Bianca is shredded in her own right. Rhea, obviously, she has you know the size advantage over Bianca, but th- this match is just going to be very brutal, very hard hitting. So it's gonna mm-hmm. be good, mm-hmm. but no, uh, no title change. I don't think Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a street fight. Yes, yeah. This yes. this feud has become quickly very personal, very, um, you know, very boiled over. Mm-hmm. Um, a street fight looks like a great way to kind of uh, do this here, though. I mean, street fights are normally kind of like a blow off kind of thing. So I mean, it's a little bit. Yeah, um, it, it would be kind of uh, kind of quick. If this is the blow off for their feud, um, you know the the whole ex tag team members now feuding that that's mm-hmm. a storyline that's that's happened dozens and dozens and hundreds of times throughout the years. Uh, I do think they've been doing it very well, especially mm-hmm. with how uh, how out of left field it was at War Games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think that they're setting it up correctly. But to your point. Uh, a street fight usually is a blow off, so I'm really not sure what they're doing there. Maybe mm. there's going to be some kind of weird ending to the match that that keeps it going or something. But Possibly, yeah. yeah, I could see that for sure. Interesting. Should be good though. Uh, the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, uh, just won the Dusty Classic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic uh, match. Really, really good team there between Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, I think. A lot of people are kind of criticizing, hey, it's, it's just one of those kind of teams that are just thrown together here. But I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, they're both very hard-hitting, very brutal kind of guys, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Matt Riddle's kind of like the funny man. Pete Dunne's more more serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that, that chemistry for the promos works pretty well, I thought. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you take a look at their characters, or if you take a look at their characters, mm. yeah, I could see how you would say this is a very thrown-together tag team, mm. but their styles work very, very well together. They're yeah. both very hard-hitting, and they're both... Uh, very much about limb manipulation. Yeah, they're very uh, whether complimentary. It, whether it be the the joints and fingers uh, mm-hmm. with with Pete Dunn or the the legs and arms and, and ankles and yeah. stuff with Matt Riddle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they do go together. Both, both are very submission oriented, for right. sure. Exactly. Um, so yeah, the Broserways will be taking on Undisputed Era here, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Now, kind of one of those overarching kind of um, themes that are that seems to be creeping up through NXT Portland, uh, NXT TakeOver Portland, rather, seems to be Roderick Strong lost the North American title to Keith Lee. Are we seeing the breakdown of, you know, the, I guess, the undisputed age, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, could, could the Broserweights beat 
Undisputed Era, I, I think there's absolutely a shot here. Yeah. Uh, for for them to for them to take the tag team titles off of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, no, I, I do definitely think that's a possibility. Um I don't I would say it's probably fifty fifty. Uh it, it really just depends on whether they want to continue the undisputed era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it, that's kind of funny, but uh, the the age of undisputed era, yeah. or if they want to usher in a new age, because they they do have a lot of, uh, you know, not not like new guys necessarily, but guys coming back or being built up, you know, with Keith Leaf and Balor. Mm. So they do have the potential to really just move into an NXT that's completely different than what we've been getting for the last you know mm. year and a half. Um, I'd be fine if Undisputed Era, Undisputed Era, uh, <laughs> did win this match and we continue to have their reign for another few months. That'd be cool. But like I said, they have enough talent to completely change the landscape and do something completely different if they wanted to. Mm. So I mean, I, I do think this match is very important in terms of what we're going to be getting for the rest of the year. True. So, um, yeah, I mean. And that's the kind of the beauty of this card, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more. But that's the beauty of this card is like, I look at it, and there are some events where you're like, oh yeah, I mean, this seems like a very predictable kind of thing, right? This one here, every match you can, you've got the option of taking it in one direction or another, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like like choosing one option would be detrimental over the other, right? Right. Um, like like with this next one here, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Like that feud's been building up for a while, mm-hmm. and it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And these two guys are so good, mm-hmm. um, and, and I fully expect a, a, a wonderful match between these two guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, same with the main event. You know, Adam Cole defends the NXT title against Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. I mean, either one of those matches could be a match of the year contender. It could be a show stealer. You know, I, I mean, I I expect that a little bit more from Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, to be honest with you. But mm. I mean, for Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole, I mean, I I could see that being the case just as much. Right. <laughs> so right. it's um yeah, you, you just you really don't know. Yeah. Uh, who do you who do you think's winning that match, that main event match for the title? Um. Uh, well, kind of like what we've been talking about for a while. I think that. The story's been for Champa's, like, I guess his redemption, right? Um, I think that for me, we'll probably see Johnny beat Finn. We'll see the Broser Waits beat Undisputed Era, and we'll see Champa beat Cole. Really? So that way, Undisputed Era is without the titles. No gold. No gold at all. Like the 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 illusion's broken, mm-hmm. right? Um. And we will see, hopefully, one last chapter of Ciampa and Gargano at TakeOver Tampa. Right, right. That's what I think is going to happen. But I'm totally open to being wrong here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just don't know if they would completely take all of the gold off of Undisputed Era in the same night. Uh, I would think if if the Broserweights win, then Adam Cole's going to win. But then if... Undisputed Era wins their tag match, then uh, Adam Cole will probably lose. I, I don't see them taking all of the gold off of them personally, but mm. it, it just depends on, on really how they want to do it, you mm-hmm. know? Because nope. that, that, that's just like 
later undisputed era you know that that's a Bye. that's a lot of losses that's a lot to have to crawl back from and build yourself up back from mm-hmm. uh, but if they still have at least one or two members with gold uh still in the faction then that kind of makes a little bit more sense on why they would you know still be around still be uh, a part of storylines and things if they just lose all the gold and it's like okay well they're gonna go away for a little bit and right. we'll figure out something that they can do later you know yeah, I mean, you just never know, right? Right. Um, but that's the that's the beauty of it here. Yeah, they uh, Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. That's going to be an amazing match. Champa versus Cole's going to be amazing. Broserways versus Unspeed Air. I mean, all five of these matches, all five of these matches are going to be great. Oh yeah, hundred um, so, percent. So it'll it'll be it'll be a great great event to watch. So yeah. I mean, if you haven't checked out any of the takeovers yet, shame on you. Right, right. <laughs> but but this would be the one to get into. Oh yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that that that's all I know about about Takeover Portland, Stephen. I mean, do you have anything that you'd like to add to it? I mean, not really, man. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be good, and, and NXT just continues to have these like these just like crazy freaking stacked cards, you know, where it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, here's an amazing match. Oh, but this one's better. Oh, and this one's better, and this one's better. Yeah, and, and it they just they have this crescendo where it's just like, okay, the main event's like nuts you know mm-hmm. and the, but every other match is worthy of being on that card next to that match as well mm. and uh man i don't know how they do it but they just, they build everyone so so well you know to, no, to where even you know even throwaway matches quote unquote are still like huge matches yeah you know so. yeah no i agree i agree 110 percent well, I'm glad that we got to finally sit down and, and talk about your thoughts here, Stephen. It's been a little bit of a slow news week. I mean, there yeah. we could talk about the the Vince McMahon firing. You know, uh, you know the the two executive VPs. Yeah. The, See, I just don't you know. know. There's just not enough known about that. Exactly. Like I, I mean, know what happened. Yeah. But I have no idea what led to it or yeah. anything like that. It's, so it's a huge event with probably some major ramifications. Um, well, they they but, lost like a like a billion dollars in uh, stock evaluation. Yeah. Well, yeah, they lost like ten dollars per share or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. Yeah. And um, I, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm bad at math, but Vince owns like half the company, right? Uh, stakes wise, so he his revenue like probably his something close to that. His net worth probably dropped something like, you know, at least four hundred to five hundred million dollars, which is uh, maybe not that much. Well, I if mean, they lost a lot. billion dollars in in stock, like what what's the what's the word like stock value, and he owns half of those stocks, you know. Hmm. Yeah, let's see here. WWE stock price. Not that I know stock market, uh, <laughs> but let's see here. It's forty eight dollars eighty eight cents a share. Uh huh. Right. Um. Let me see here. Da, 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 well, it depends da. on how many shares are out there, also, and all that. But right, right. Point is, Vince yeah. McMahon lost a lot of money. Yeah, it's about twenty five percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could we could talk about it again. I don't think enough is known at this time, right? Yeah, I don't I don't really want to speculate necessarily. Um, I will say it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all intents and purposes, it seemed like uh, both guys were doing a fantastic job. Uh, they were both crucial in getting the NXT uh, TV deal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of signings and, and things like that. So uh, um, the, the the network getting started up. Right, right. Yeah, it looks like it's just a twenty one percent loss. So I don't know how much money that equates to, but it would seem like a lot. I, I don't know. Hundreds of millions seems like a lot. At least hundreds of times of what I make in a year. I'll I'll say that. Yes, it's significantly more money than I have right now. Yeah. Yes. I, I they would... lost more money than I make. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was a lot of money, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't want to necessarily speculate or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, we'll just have to wait and see. You know what we could do, Stephen? What could we do? We could always take a deep dive down into, of course, if wishes were fishes. <laughs> of course, if this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, or indeed, if you've been listening with us since the beginning... Uh, we play this nice game at the end of our shows called, of course, If Wishes or Fishes, where we each take turns making wrestling-related wishes, and the other grades them, indeed, in terms of fishes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Quite silly. Uh, but hey, you know, fish, fish are tasty, fish are, fish are good, fish are, fish are friends. Not fish are necessarily friends. food. Not food. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> so, Stephen, would you happen to have any wishes for this week? I do. Yeah. Fantastic. Do yeah. you want to start us off or do you yeah. want me to start? Yeah, I can start off. Okay. Um, my first one's just like a super quick wish. I know we had we spoke about this on the way over here. Um, mm-hmm. Ilya Dragunov's mu- music is garbage. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's terrible. Doesn't fit his character at all. They, they got some weird like Imperium thing going on. And yeah, it's, um, it's a very old, um, I think I made note of this last episode, but it's like, um, it's like a knockoff of like, the old like Russian national anthem kind of stuff, like like they would have Nikolai Volkov do, right, right, back in the day, yeah. And, and it, it's it's not good. Now, if you take a look at his progress or take a listen to his progress music, it's perfect for his character. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's just war drums, basically. Mm-hmm. And I know music's like not really the most important thing, but uh, it can be. It can be, and had Ilya Dragunov come out last night with the intensity of his progress music, I think mm-hmm. his character would have come off a lot better just because it was very like, yay, Finn, who's Ilya Dragunov, you know? Yeah. And Ilya's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You know, ha- has every right to be in the ring with Finn Balor. Uh, and I-, I think that music, it's just like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Mm. Um, so yeah, if wishes were fishes, uh, Ilya Dragunov gets his progress music back, man, because it, it just fits his character mm. so well. I think he still uses the war drums in progress, but I mean, I don't know why they're giving him this very strange music yeah. in um, <laughs> in uh, the NXT UK. Like, yeah. It's just very odd. Yeah, right? I, I, I'm not a fan of it, personally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do like that wish because in in my book, and I agree with you on this here, um, I think that um, I think that music plays a very big part into kind of like conceptualizing one's character. Absolutely, right? Um, and you, you kind of get a vibe based off of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it just seems like it's a very odd thing for them to just have like this like generic Russian music. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because that's not the character he's playing. <laughs> he's not playing generic Russian man. Exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, <laughs> um, let me see here. Well, uh, for your wish here, Stephen, mm-hmm. um, I, I've got a fish here. It is the Abru Sprat. 
This right. is a uh, A-B-R-A-U Sprat, S-P-R-A-T. Huh. It, it is a fish native to Russia. Ah. It, it is a relatively small fish uh, found in Lake uh, Abro, or uh, Abrao. I don't know how that's pronounced. Abrao. Abrao. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, um, you know. It's uh, it it is a uh, a very nice Russian fish. So uh, I'll give you I'll give you three uh Rush uh these uh these abrow fish here. All right, thanks for the Russian fish. Appreciate you're, it. You're you're very welcome, yeah. Stephen. Are they rushing around? If wishes were fishes, um, I and I mentioned this last week, so I'm kind of cheating, but kind of cheater, not. kind of not, um. If wishes were fishes, Alexander Wolf makes his return for Imperium. Right, they do like a like a celebration thing. They're like, "Oh, welcome back, Alexander. We're glad to have you back." Yeah, you know, uh, glad to see you're not knocked the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they are like, "Hey, we have this big surprise for you, right?" And they have like this cake, like this very large cake. Mm. It's very, it's very un. Imperium. It's like very American. Yeah, it's very unimperium of, <laughs> of of like of them to like they've got this suspiciously large cake in the ring, or or just figure something out, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, as Alexander Wolf goes to grab himself the first slice of cake, the one and the only Timothy Thatcher pops out of the cake <laughs> and just destroys Alexander Wolf. Because Timothy Thatcher is really the one man that really should be in that 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 group that's mm-hmm. that's missing, right? Like it used to be, um, you know, uh, Marcel Barthel, Walter, and Timothy Thatcher. That was that was Ringkampf mm-hmm. in progress, right? Um, but uh, you know, Timothy Thatcher, he's just never just never signed for NXT. And I really think it'd be a good idea for him to do so, right? I, th- I think it's good for his career. Um, I think he he would bring that that brutality, you know, uh, sevenfold, tenfold, uh, for for what Alexander Wolf brings, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. If whistles were fishes, Timothy Thatcher. I guess my overarching point here: Timothy Thatcher joins Imperium and they kick out Alexander Wolf. I like it. Return to ring comp. That's nice. Yes. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, that would definitely make sense for sure. And you know, NXT UK, it's. You know they're they're doing a lot of progress esque things right now, uh, mm-hmm. so I mean why not bring him in? You know, yeah, I, mean, I like he, that. He's the missing piece of the puzzle here. I yeah, think. yeah. I'm trying to think of a German fish for you. A German fish. Yeah, I don't know. Let me see here. Let me see what kind of German fish they got. Oh, there you go. Okay, three German graylings. Ooh, yeah. Looks like a pretty serious fish. It's a pretty, it's a pretty serious fish. Yeah, four of those. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the fish, man. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate that. Uh, for my last wish, uh, this one's kind of just, uh, I don't know. I, I think this is, it's, it's both. I hope it goes this way, and how I think it will go or should go. Uh, but basically, at uh, at Portland, uh, Champa beats Adam Cole, takes the title off of him. Uh, Gargano also beats Finn Balor. Uh, leading to Ciampa Gargano, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yep. Dang. Dang. Yeah. That would be uh, that'd be something, man. Well, I, dude, Ciampa Gargano, like that is the NXT storyline in my opinion. Like 
yeah, they're having a lot of cool it's, things. It's the quintessential story. Exactly. Like, they're having a lot of really cool things going on with Undisputed Era and the Broserweights, Finn Balor coming back, mm. Keith Lee going on a rampage. You know, they have a lot of really cool stuff, but nothing has touched that uh, that original feud for me. Like, mm. that. that's one of the best storylines ever told. Not even just in NXT, uh, but but in any promotion, any, any wrestler. It, it, like, that's... Some of the best wrestling storyline building character work I've ever seen. And uh, I want to see more of it. I want to see more of it. And I think it's time. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, uh, but but wouldn't you want to see DIY be a, a team again, though? I mean, yeah. But I don't know. <sighs> D- DIY, it, that's like the easy route, you know? We we didn't get that that big blow off. This feud is done. This guy wins, you know. Mm. And then Champa came back and they they put DIY together again. And it's like that's awesome, you know. I didn't get to see DIY when they were really at, in their, at their peak. At their peak, you know. I didn't get to see them then. And it's really cool that I'm getting to see them now. But the the real fan in me is just is just I I want the ending to that feud, mm-hmm. you know. And nothing saying that they can't go back and, and be DIY again in the future. Mm. Um, but but at this point, I, I just want to see it again. Yeah, fair enough, man. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll give you six blue devil fish. Damn. Yeah, because uh, obviously DIY, you know, they they like sporting that blue. They do. Yeah. They do. So yeah, I, I like that. I like that wish. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, man. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> let me see here. If wishes were fishes, yes. Uh, once Drew McIntyre, and, and again, I'm saying this, once Drew McIntyre vanquishes Brock Lesnar, because I don't think it's a matter of if, I think it's a matter of when. I agree. Right? Um, once Drew McIntyre finishes off Brock Lesnar, one of the people that I think should be in line to get a shot at Drew McIntyre would be Alistair Black. I think. Yes. I think that uh, Alistair Black would be, uh, should work himself up into being a contender. Um, hopefully he'll have one, you know, at some point he'll, he'll be intercontinental or, you know, us champ. Right. I think that would make sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see one of the first people that challenged Drew McIntyre, you know, not maybe, not maybe one of the first, but he should definitely have a shot in line with Drew McIntyre because I think those guys would have wonderful matches together. It'd be a very hard hitting affair and I think Alistair would bring a different dimension into a fight with uh, Drew McIntyre um, for the title. So, yes, um, hopefully they can make Alistair Black into a star for the time that, uh, by the time that they can put him and Drew McIntyre together for a feud. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I really like that. Especially, you know, all the rumors were saying that it was either Roman Reigns, Alistair Black, or Drew McIntyre to win that Rumble. And. Once Drew McIntyre does slay the beast uh, and, and take the title off of Brock, I, I think it makes the most sense to have Alistair Black be the, the next runner up from there. Obviously, you can put Roman Reigns in there if you if you wanted to. Oh, good. Yeah, Sasha Banks is in a Pizza Hut ad on it, our TV right it, now. So is Roman Reigns. This is all very interesting. We're we're watching like the the Super Bowl pre-show, and there's this interesting like Pizza Hut commercial. With Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks, yeah, um, interesting. I'm, I'm all sorts of confused by what's going on here. Yeah, there's a lot of people dancing in the background. Yeah, uh, it, Jimmy Johnson and Roman Reigns and Troy Aikman are all dancing with pizza. Yeah, well, good for them. Good for them. 
Huh. Well, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, like I was saying, like, of course you can put Roman Reigns in there just because yeah. it's Roman Reigns, but, like, who the fuck wants that? Um, so it, it makes... <laughs> Just what a way to dismiss Roman Reigns. <laughs> I don't. I I've been very vocal about how I feel about Roman Reigns on this show. I'm not a fan, um, but I, I think it'd be a much better decision to put Aleister Black in there. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and give you. Let's see, four blue gillfish. Well, thank you for the yeah. fish, Stephen. Yeah, oh, that's a that's a wonderful looking fish. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of matches the colors of uh, Alistair Black's back tech too. So ah, I like it. Yeah, I looked up a fish chart, and there's a bunch of there's like a can of peas on here, a can of peas, and, and a plastic bottle, and a boot, hmm. and, a, and a used condom. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's um. Thanks, Google. Thank you, Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. On that note, yeah, <laughs> uh, we thank you guys for once again tuning into uh, to episode fifty-one of Headlock Talk. Fifty-one, I know, right? Man, hey, I missed fifty. Look, look at that! I missed fifty. I can't believe. There we it. go. There we go. Hey, it's all good. You're you're back for fifty-one. And that's what counts. I am. Um, but yeah, no, we uh we we thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, you know, wherever. Podbean, Podbean's great. All sorts of places. Yeah, we yeah. We, we love it. Um, if you are a uh potential sponsor looking for those to uh to put your your product out there, and you think Headlock Talks a good fit for you on this dare, <laughs> don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, by emailing us at headlocktalk at gmail.com again that's headlocktalk at gmail.com or you can also hit us up on twitter at headlocktalk that's for any of y'all out there if you uh, want to get in touch with us you know it's just uh, uh, tweet away headlocktalk uh, at headlocktalk rather on twitter yes indeed yeah do it yes that's that's the sound of typing yep that's the sound of you pulling up the the headlocktalk tag mm-hmm. right there and, and clicking subscribe yeah click that subscribe button boom yep now you're ready to download. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, we're we're gonna uh, take just a short break here, and uh, we'll we'll record another episode. We're recording next week's episode in advance for you guys. Steven's gonna be heading out to the casinos yes. next week. Yes, mm. it'll be very fun. You know, gonna bring back some money for us, Steven? I really hope so. I really. Yeah, that'd I, be... I hope I. I see. I want to at least break even. That'd be killer. Or uh, if I made it some money, that'd be cool. But I want to at least break even. Yeah. If I lose money, I'm gonna be mad. Oh yeah, I've never I, gambled before. Yeah, other than like you know, like be, be bets or whatever. I'm always but. a text away. I I can I got your back. Okay, I got your back, dog. All right, cool. All right, cool. I'll just like Facetime <laughs> you on the on the craps table. Or yeah, something. I'm sure they'd be really cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen, bet high. The guy doesn't have anything. Yeah. Oh, he didn't say anything. No. no. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Uh, this week's album of the week. Yes, album of the week. Live at Newport. By Muddy Waters, yes, yes, Muddy Waters, blues legend, uh, had a great performance live at Newport. Uh, you can definitely check it out on vinyl. It's also available on uh, Apple Music and Spotify, mm-hmm. wherever you get your your music at. But yeah, it's a wonderful album. So if you like to, you know, travel back and listen to some some old blues, this is a very very good album. So yes. highly recommend it. All right, you guys. Well, we're, we're gonna take a short break. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, keep. Tuned in for next week's episode of Headlock Talk. Later, y'all. Later. <laughs>
General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ plus community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.